Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 16 of Revelation chapter 22. We're going to be looking at verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and they enter in through the gates into the city. And, of course, God is referring to the holy city, New Jerusalem, the city that is made up of everyone that he has saved, all of the elect. Well, let's uh, look at each part of this verse, starting with the beginning. Blessed are they that do his commandments. And, you know, we understand that God makes statements like this in the Bible, and he expects the reader to compare Scripture with Scripture. Someone could read this, and if they only read this, they would think, well, you can be blessed by keeping the commandments of God. But, but uh, again, no verse stands by itself. Before we arrive at a conclusion, we have to check that conclusion out with the whole Bible. And when we do, we find that the Bible tells us no man is justified by works. And works are keeping the commandments of God, doing the will of God uh, as God commands. Uh, And no man is justified that way. Well, why does God say, blessed are they that do his commandments? Because the ones doing his commandments are those that he has saved. It says in John chapter 15 and in verse 14, I'll begin reading in the verse 12 through 14. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Well, there it is again. Do what I command you and you're my friend. But the previous verse tells us that a man lays down his life for his friends. That is, Christ died for the people that he named, predestinated before the foundation of the world. And in dying for them, they became his friends. And and it became guaranteed they would be saved. And at some point in time, as history unfolded, God brought them his word. They were saved. And as a result of their salvation, they did the will of God whatsoever God commanded. Over in Ephesians... Chapter 6, it says, beginning in verse 6, Not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, 
as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Doing the will of God from the heart. That's the key to understanding the statement, Blessed are they that do his commandments. Because when God saves an individual in the day of salvation, is when he did that, he's no longer saving. But in the day of salvation, when God would save, he would take out their heart of stone, which is a rebellious heart, a heart that does not do the will of God, and he would give a heart of flesh, a new heart and a new spirit, which is um, it, it, it's a, a heart that is desirous to do the will of God. Uh, as it says in Ezekiel, in, let's see, Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26 and 27, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. You see, that's the proper order that that God lays out in the Bible. He first gives a new heart and, and a new spirit. Then there's an ability to do the commandments of God, to keep his commandments, because it's doing the will of God from the heart. The new born-again soul, the the new heart, the new spirit is perfect. There's no sin or error of any kind in the the new resurrected soul that God has made in in the one that he has saved. As it says uh, in First John 2, and this is why it's so important that we do the will of God, that that uh, we we are blessed by keeping His commandments from the heart. In First John 2, it says in verse 17, "And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth." forever because it's being done from the heart it's which means it's someone who has received a new heart and new spirit they're born again and uh, as a result uh, there there is obedience there's perfect obedience from the spiritual heart uh, of that individual from their resurrected soul all right going back to revelation 22 verse 14 blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life. And we looked at the tree of life earlier in this same chapter, back in verse 2. It was mentioned, we saw that uh, it really identifies with Christ himself. And um, when there is access to the tree of life, it means you have life. Back in the Garden of Eden, there there was um, a tree of life and a tree of knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden. And Adam and Eve could eat all they 
pleased from the tree of life. It was only the tree of the knowledge of good and evil they were forbidden to eat from. And so they had access to the tree of life while they were in uh, good standing. They they were in good relationship with God. Uh, and, and therefore they would have lived forever unless or until they sinned and then death entered in. And then once they sin, God restricted access to the tree of life. The cherubims uh, were were uh, set in position with flaming swords to protect the way of the tree of life, indicating one must die in order to reach the tree of life. And Christ died for his people and, and again gained them access to the tree of life and that's why in Revelation 22, as God is speaking of the new heaven and new earth and eternal life, there it is again, just like it was in the Garden of Eden. The tree of life appears, and it, it really completely identifies with the Lord Jesus Christ. So they that do his, blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life. And again, we just saw to do God's commandments. It's from the heart. After being born again, then God causes the individual to walk in his statutes, to do his commandments perfectly. And now they have right to the tree of life. You always hear people talking about rights. They have their rights to this and their rights to that. Well, this word actually is not the typical word translated as right. Uh, it's Strong's number 1849, and it's the word that's normally translated as power or authority. Power or authority. It's a word that describes an ability based upon that which God has given to the person, and in this case, it's the ability to access the tree of life. They have authority from God. They have power from God due to God's magnificent salvation program, to the bestowing of His grace, to the granting of His mercy. They have been given right authority from God Himself. God made a way, make a way to the tree of life. Now, these certain ones, these chosen individuals can find their way to the tree of life and eat from the tree and live forevermore because of what God has done for them. And so this is really um, a wonderful statement that God is making. They may have authority to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. This is all going back to the doing of God's commandments. And and the only way a sinner could be found doing God's commandments in a satisfactory way, in a pleasing way to God, is if they had become saved, then they have authority to the tree of life. And then they may enter in through the gates into the city. 
And we know the gate or door is Christ himself. But let's look at a a few scriptures where God speaks of entering in or those that do not enter in. Uh, For instance, it says in Matthew 7 and verse 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So enter in at the straight gate, the narrow way, that tells us that entry into the kingdom of heaven is not easy. As a matter of fact, it's impossible for man. It, it, it's a way that God must make for those that he has saved. And if you're not one that he has saved, there is no entry. There, there is no portal open for you. There, there's a broad way and you can have your pick, uh, choose you this day, as it says in Joshua, the, the gods that you will serve, and, and the option was between this false god or that false god. As Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he was speaking for the elect, for the Lord Jesus Christ and his people. They serve the Lord. The rest, if they are not elect, You may choose to be a Muslim, or you may choose to be a Buddhist, or you may choose to be a Hindu, or you may choose to be a professed Christian, and and within the church today, you can choose your option as to the, the broad path that you may enter into that leads to destruction. But as far as entering into the kingdom of heaven... God must give the special invitation that he only invites those whose names were recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. And and they alone, many are called, but few are chosen. Those few are brought along the difficult path, full of much tribulation, as it says in Acts 14, that It is through much tribulation you enter into the kingdom, yet it is worth every bit of it, every bit of anguish, every bit of difficulty, every bit of trouble, every bit of heartache or cast down soul. It is worth every bit and a thousand times worse things if we do indeed enter into the city. If God has truly saved us and granted us a new heart and a new spirit and given us the promise inheritance. If he's given us the down payment, the earnest of the spirit, and it's a guarantee of things to come of a new resurrected body and a new heaven, a new earth, a new eternal dwelling and habitation with God and eternal life and so forth, then then no matter what we experience, no matter how much heartache 
we go through in this lifetime, and whether it be a year, a hundred years, it's still nothing in comparison to an eternal weight of glory. It's really, ultimately, but a moment, we suffer and endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ in order to enter into the city. Now, we've entered in spiritually because we're already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We already have a heavenly citizenship and and we've already, uh, if we're saved, we're already safe and secure in the safe chamber awaiting for the desolation to pass, for this time of judgment to be done. And yet there's still another way that we must enter into the city because our physical bodies are here in this world. We're, we're still on this earth. And, and so our bodies have not entered into the city and our soul is connected to our body. So even though we're acknowledged and recognized as being seated in Christ, we are here on the earth and There is still a need to enter into the gates, into the city, and that will be done either when we die, we our souls go to be with the Lord, they enter into the city, but still in that case, it's not complete because the body's in the ground. Or when the end of the world comes, the last day, the day that Jesus said, I will raise you up. On the last day, the day that Martha said to Jesus, I know he will rise again at the resurrection at the last day. The last day, which identifies with the Feast of Tabernacles and the Feast of Harvest, and the last day that we're looking forward to of 10,000 days of overall judgment, October 7th, 2015, may very well be the day that God does bring about the resurrection of the dead and the rapture of the living. And he does bring his people through the gates into the city in a a completely new form of, of now their salvation is complete as they are uh, in body as they were in soul with a new resurrected body that is sinless and able to do the will of God. In that time, the child of God, who only now in this life does the will of God from the heart, will do the will of God in both body and soul, from the heart and from the new body as well. It'll all be perfect without sin, and there'll be a glorious uh, entering in and and existing and living forevermore in that new heaven and new earth. Uh, but it always comes back to being born again. As Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3, in verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? 
Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Entry is reserved for those that are born again. No one can fake being born again. No one can deceive God concerning whether or not they're born again. It, it, uh, you can uh, do everything you can think of, as it says in 1 Corinthians 13, and, and, and give your body to be burned and have all faith and understand all mysteries and hand out all tracts and, and give all money. Yet ye must be born again. Uh, the way into the kingdom is restricted to those that are born again. He cannot enter, um, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and can enter into this world as we did, as we were born of the flesh, and, and, and that's why we're alive right now. And that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. It's Spirit. Ye must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God, the spiritual kingdom, to see God who is a Spirit, and to receive a spiritual resurrected body. Ye must be born again. And you have to have that first resurrection in order to get the second resurrection of the body. There, there's no way around it in any wise. It, it's only through salvation that someone will enter in through the gates into the city. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.